Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Previously on Transmissions from Colony One. Approach launch window has arrived, and that window will shut in less than two weeks. All personnel on both planets is ordered to resume their duties at once. There still remains one final option for intercepting the comet, a kinetic intercept. We're going to launch a Maya rocket from Mars orbit using multiple engine burns and a gravity assist from Jupiter, and then intercept its trajectory using the force generated from the rocket's speed. A remote launch for Jupiter. This is going to be an unmanned mission, correct? Yes. Definitely. Uh-huh. Who would rather go to Mars than stay here? Stand up and say your piece. Convince me. We've received word from Earth. Commander Lee's ordered an immediate recommencement of all Earth to Mars operations and is offering any assistance she and her crew can provide to intercept missions efforts. We gotta figure out this radiation problem or else we'll need to start drawing straws. No one's drawing straws. We may need a manned pilot. As I suspect you would. What? No. Consider yourself volunteered. You can't force me to do this, Sam. No! Primary engine shutdown complete. Main capsule separation initiated. Main capsule separation complete. Initiating ion engine stir. Commence secondary burn positioning. Eight days until end of close approach launch window. Sit back so I can stop this treatment. Eight days. And you are confident you can get everything done in that time? I realize the weight on everyone's minds. Working non-stop, inventing an interplanetary generation ship, leaving everything behind. I get it, Commander. Just a little freak, But we know the stakes well enough. We know the consequences. Have my trust, Fedor. Don't lose it. Daniel Holland, your assessment of the orbit station? Yes, Commander. If I may, there's something about this orbit station that concerns me. Go ahead. Right. At first glance, if you look at this orbit station and all the layers of aluminum we're going to have to apply to further reinforce the titanium in H2O shielding, you think. No way any radiation is getting in here. But Jupiter is a different beast, thousands of times worse than the Van Allen belts. And with that amount of radiation, expect interference in comm signals, if not full-on blackout. And that's not even talking about the radiation at the equator. I'm talking anywhere within the magnetosphere. Would it help if the comms were shut down in regions of more intense radiation? There needs to be an open signal with Colony 1 at all times. If you shut down, there's the lengthy process of starting back up in case of emergency. 
of course, an added possibility of the comms not coming back on at all. Would relocating the comms system inside the cockpit help? Nope. The titanium in the ship is too strong to establish a clear open communications channel. What do you suggest then? I can't believe I'm suggesting this. I don't trust a mission of this magnitude to remote piloting. If there's a comms blackout, the ship's toast, as is our mission. And so are we. You think a human will withstand this kind of radiation more than a machine? All I'm saying is that we're trying to bullseye a target across the universe with a single bullet in a minefield of magnets and particles that can fuck our mission real good. An actual pilot would provide some level of redundancy that we'll be starving for. You're saying a human crew on a one-way trip to Jupiter is the best option that we've got? I never said it was a great option. It's redundancy. I agree with Mr. Holland. We need to utilize our best available options. It's unfortunate, but this makes sense. But who is on this crew? That troubles me. Magnetic Guidance Network Supply Landing Basin. Amazonas Planitia. <sighs> Magnet dropped. Positioning now. How's the wiring coming along? It's coming along. Not sure about Sam over there. I'm fine. Concentrate on the MGN, please. I'm focused, Kaya. The intercept mission is... complicated. You know, if we keep this right up, we'll have more time than we plan to test it out and finesse it. We need every second to, uh, for this kind of landing sequence. <sighs> Can't believe I'm gonna be back up there in two weeks. Once we touched down on the Wasp, I figured my flying days were done. Never flown with Rachel. Oh, yes. <laughs> Her piloting is still to this day the only time I felt nausea in the air. I think she was playing with me. have the chops to land something like an MML HV. She's one of them. I'm in good hands. Hell, she flew a spacecraft from Mars to Earth basically single-handed. The crews, though? We had years of training inside those landing craft. They'll have mere weeks. Quite an icebreaker for life on Mars. All we can do is hope that Rachel and Fedora run them through the simulations as much as possible, and they get a real feel for the process. Did you send word to Captain Alvarez? Yeah, he knows. And I trust Commander Lee's judgment on him. <sighs> He's one of the best pilots alive. Couldn't you send Paul up there to guide him through the landing? Omar Alvarez still has yet to log a single hour in a landing simulator and- Paul cannot go, Kaya. He's got to focus on his rehab. That's his priority. Wow, there's Paul Kirsch. What's with a spacesuit? Think it's a bit much? Thought I'd prepare in case you tried to pull a Connor Nye on me and I'd have to call in an emergency depress. Huh. How's the jaw? 
what you want, Paul. You've been studying the updated flight plans? Sam's granted you read-only access. Final time. 
This is positively absurd. If we miss the launch, I am agreeing to let you take the last of the human race away from Earth. For good. These people deserve this. If we miss a launch window by a day, it won't kill us. Yes, you're right. Once the tankers arrive at Jarvis Island, all crew in orbit will go down to the surface. Then we load the last of the supplies and take everything and everyone up for the last time. We'll make it work, Rachel. As you said, we'll be ready, whether we think we are or not. You're the boss, Commander Lee.
remote island in frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. December 11th, 2057. Jarvis Island. Four days remaining to close approach launch. I don't fully understand how, but we could actually launch within the remaining window. Thanks for proving me wrong, Fedor. That's why I'm here, Commander. I always wanted to go scuba dive. Got a few buddies out in Hawaii that told me about this night diving thing they do. Where they place lights on the seafloor which attract the plankton and these huge manta rays that swim all around. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. In my free time, I was working on climbing the 14-8000ers. Him made it close. All I had left was Anapuruna and Ketu. Would have been nice to have finished that. Mm -hmm. But hey, you'll have Olympus Mons, you know, the scale when we get to Mars. It's a workable alternative. I would advise not climbing a recently erupted supervolcano, Eva. Life will always run its course with missed opportunities and shortfalls. But try to see what you did accomplish. Focus on those memories that gave you comfort, made you happy. Your favorite songs, books you read, jokes that make you laugh. Write those things down so you never forget. You will need them, believe me. Every day this blue planet gets smaller and smaller, you will question your decision. That is why you need those memories. Piloting will not 
work. Danny Holmes right. We need a pilot. But it cannot be Tim Conrad. Ugh. Instrumentation panels open behind seat 9. Going in. Maybe I can tell Paul to revisit our earlier idea of the second bird coming before the gravity assist. Perhaps before? Before the gravity assist? We've already run the numbers on that procedure. All that would do is make controlling the payload even more risky before and after gravity assist. I can't just... volunteer somebody. Stay on Earth. Again. Hmm. Fate is a peculiar cohort. You think this was all worth it? Do you? You know my answer. Yeah, I do. I feel terrible for leaving Mars when I did, and how I did. But leaving Mars meant pulling this off. It meant giving us all a chance. I'd have done the same all over again ten times. Rachel, Fedor. Commander Lee. Everybody, gather around, gather around. Captain Shaw's crew has finished up loading the last of the supplies into Climber 6. At midnight, we make our final ascent to the surface station with the last of our cargo. When we reach orbit, we need to work fast to load up the cargo and seal the space station, power down the elevator's orbit station, then secure to the ship. <sighs> These are your last hours on Earth. After tonight, you will never step foot outside without a spacesuit on. You will never experience a sunset like this ever again. For the next seven hours, I order you all to forget about work and relax. Go swimming, take a walk along the beach. Think of all the things you will never be able to do again and do them. As you will. Rachel Fedor. Would you mind assisting Bo and Rose with the supplies? I want to make sure they have enough time for themselves. Of course, Commander. Sure thing, Joe. Thank you, Commander Lee, for everything you've done. <sighs> you need anything? <sighs> nope. Go on, Rachel. I want to be alone for a while.
understand Flint's quarters. Colony one.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.